Welcome, everybody. The Westcott Football Podcast has returned. It's a special edition, the schedule edition for 2023. Bart Pasterna, the coach, Joe Loth, is on hand. Pooch behind the glass with the superstar in attendance as well. So we are happy to be here with you and uh, get to talk a little uh, Westcon off-season football. Uh, before we even get started with the schedule, Coach, uh, springtime, how did things go in your opinion? Good. You know, uh, spring practice Division Three has evolved over the years. We now have the ability to put helmets on every practice and the ability to put shoulder pads on for those practices. So it's really become a very productive uh, way to get better in the spring, way to evaluate, way to get better. But also it's pretty injury injury light because we don't really go full pads and really don't tackle at all. So spring ball went well. Uh, I think we got better. Uh, we got a lot of guys coming back. Uh, so you can kind of hit the ground running in spring ball. Uh, obviously there's a lot of teaching, but you can really uh, go quick and, and, and really install and, and kind of review things very quickly. I know. I I asked you the question, but I actually knew the answer. And I could tell because I would see your assistants coming out of the film room, the video room, <laughs> with bleary eyes. So I knew I knew things were going well, and they were putting in the, in the time as the kids were to get ready for the season, which honestly is only a few months away. Yes, yeah, less than 100 days. So I know we're excited. And you know what's interesting? When you, when you, talk, when you have a veteran team, you can really do uh, practice different ways. You can install things quicker, and we've got a quarterback that's really started since his freshman year. So it's really a, uh, a, a nice thing as a coach to not have to start from square one. You almost start you know, halfway through with your install. As the pandemic has left us, so too have uh, years of eligibility for some, but some kids still had that extra year, and, and some are going to be a part of the returning crew? Yeah, we have uh, you know our... Our leading rusher last year, Chad Blasky's back. Uh, he's coming back for his fifth year. I know Nosa Usamir's coming back. We have uh, defensive end Michael DeCostanzo's coming back. I'm trying to think. We have Javon Speed's coming back. We have David Boatswain's coming back. Uh, I know I'm missing some guys. We have a number of guys coming back for their fifth year. I'm excited about it. Yeah, it's very, very good. Now, the the schedule will start up actually late August with a scrimmage against a, a school that's a familiar rival, a non-conference rival now of uh, of Westcott and William Patterson. Yeah, it, William Patterson actually started as a scrimmage for us. And then uh, when we had an opening uh, in Div- Division Three, it's it's really, besides your conference games, you're always trying to find a non-conference game to kind of play against. And, and we were scrimmaging William Patterson. We both had week one open, I think, three or four years ago. And we're like, hey, let's make this a game. And then... So obviously we've been playing them probably for six or seven years now, whether in a scrimmage or in a football game. And now we're going back to doing them as a scrimmage. And when they had to stop playing us because their conference has a new scheduling agreement uh, with the Centennial Conference. And they played FDU week two. Now they're moving FDU up to week one because it's 15 minutes away. So Division three scheduling is always interesting. The non-conference part of it, it's uh, sometimes very challenging. Yeah, because some schools... We'll play 10 games. West has been a traditional 10-game yeah. team program, uh, but some schools only play nine games, and they stick hard and fast to only nine games. That's it. Yeah, it was interesting because in, in trying to find our 10th game this year, uh, you know, I reached out to a couple of schools that only had nine games and had a non-conference game uh, available to play, whether it's week two or week 11. 
And the coach is like, hey, love to play you, but we only play nine. I'm like, why would you only play nine? He goes, uh, we've only, only one said we only play nine. The other one's like, you know, our roster's not big enough. We'd rather play play nine just because, you know, it's it's better for us injury-wise. Well, okay. It, there, there are reasons I can, I can understand, but uh, the bottom line is uh, I think it's better for – the kids to play a traditional schedule. That's just my no. Without a question, thinking. without a question, you want to play as many opportunities, as many games as you can play, and that's why you know we play some junior varsity games. We play, you know, we scrimmage people, and we play as many games as we can. And like I said, right now we've got nine uh, games. We're trying to find that tenth game, and we're supposed to play Albright College. Uh, me and their former head coach had a you know four-year scheduling agreement, and it's D three. It's always. It's never like uh, Division One where there's guaranteed with money and all that stuff. It's always just kind of a handshake and we'll play you. And then, you know, this spring their coach is like, you know, we sent the schedule times. like, well, I already made a, a schedule with someone else. I didn't realize we had a four-year four scheduling agreement. And, and I guess the one thing I'd say for them that I understand is because we didn't have that game in not 2020 because of COVID, it doesn't look like we had a four-game schedule. It looked like we only maybe had a two-year schedule because that first game wasn't played. So obviously we had a little bit of a disagreement, but we're in a position where we're trying to find that 10th game right now still. Well, Joe Loth, diplomat. Me, I shake my fist at you. Yeah, I did a little bit uh, of that too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing you can do, literally, because there's no, no. nothing in paper you, you – uh, no, it's a it's a different animal. Division three is a division animal. The the one place it isn't is in terms of players. And one reason I broke brought up the number of games uh, and the opportunities for kids is that there are now more professional opportunities in football for kids, and it cuts across all levels of NCAA football, uh, European play, Canadian play. Yep. There are two additional spring leagues professional in the United States that goes past the NFL season. So, and and you're going to be seeing one uh, soon enough, and we've been able to watch them on video. Who is it? Dwayne Gary. Excited. I'm actually going to see him tomorrow. Could have lunch with him tomorrow. Playing for Pittsburgh. Yep. Plays, the- yeah, Saturday at 12. He's kickoff, so I'm going to go see him up for lunch, watch a practice, and then... Uh, you know, watch him play on Saturday, so I'm excited to see him play live. Yeah, getting time in the USFL. And over the years, uh, many uh, Westcon players, and look, I know what the percentages are, but when you look at the number of Wolves who have gone on and some way, some form participated in pro football beyond the Division three college level, you start going, hey, hey, the, the, the more opportunities that are out there for some of these kids who want to continue a career – um, that's why, circling back, that's why I think Game 10 is an important game. Without a question. But, you know, talk about guys playing professionally. This spring, uh, obviously we had Dwayne Garys currently playing for the Pittsburgh Maulers. Jordan Fletcher was in the Edmonton Elks training camp. Uh, we had David James is playing in Poland. We had David Ross is playing in Serbia. Devin Smith is playing over in Germany. We had five guys playing professional football just this spring. And I know Will Arndt is... You know, he's kind of in and out of the Canadian Football League, and potentially I, I would not be surprised if I saw him back in the league again this fall. No, 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 no. In fact, if I had money, which I don't, <laughs> I, but if I did, I would put it on the fact that Arndt's going to be somewhere contributing 
in professional football yeah. this coming season. So that's a pretty good amount of guys playing, you know, making money playing football. After and, and that's just now. This is not even going yeah. back historically for the uh, for the Wolves program. To the schedule we go, and you got the scrimmage on uh, the end of August, the 25th. That'll be a Friday night, but that'll be in Jersey. Yep. And no, they again, it's a long tradition with William Patterson, a long wonderful relationship yep. with William Patterson, so it's not just because the diners in Jersey are good, <laughs> okay? Um, but then the regular season will start up on the second with an on-conference affair, and you get to be home, a a season opener, a home opener. Yes, yeah, it's going to be nice opening up at home against a really strong uh, Merchant Marine uh, Academy, also known as Kings Point. A uh, really good football team. I know they went 9 and. Two two years ago and six and four seven and three last year, so it's going to be a big challenge for us. Oh yeah, and if you if you ever been to Kings Point, yeah, watch out for the cannon in the end zone. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> I kid you not. Uh, so after that, we started with some mascac play. Yep, and you've got Westfield State back to back home game, back to back home. It's a miracle, games. right? A miracle, <laughs> a miracle, Coach Law. Yeah, and Westfield State, I'll tell you what, you know, they won their last two games last year, uh, finished the season really strong, really scrappy team, challenging team. If you looked, uh, they didn't have as much success with wins and losses last year, but you could see them getting better as the year went on. So definitely going to be a challenge as our first home game, our first conference home game. And that'll be on the 14th, uh, on the 16th, I'm sorry, of September. Then you travel to Bridgewater on the 23rd. Before you come home, you get three out of the first four games. Yeah. Gonna be gonna be at home. I'm just, yeah. I can I can smell I can smell the tailgating going on. Uh, but at Bridgewater State, and uh, that's when you know. And I'm liking the different times, game to game to game. We go. For instance, it'll be a Merchant Marine will be a noontime game yep. uh, for the for the opener. Westfield State to be determined at Bridgewater for a 4 o'clock game on a Saturday. And then UMass Dartmouth on the 30th will be a 5 o'clock home game. Yep. I know Bridgewater State will be their homecoming game, so our guys will be obviously excited to, to play in that great atmosphere they'll have there with uh, in a homecoming crowd. I think uh, the, the Westfield game, I'm pretty sure we're playing Friday night at 7 at home. Uh, okay. And uh, I, I, the T's just haven't been crossed and I's dotted on that yet, but I'm pretty but. sure we're leaning on uh, Friday at 7 o'clock. And then uh, then UMass Dartmouth, 5 o'clock uh, kickoff for us home game-wise. And I think everybody that's ever been to a game here uh, really enjoys that nighttime atmosphere, uh, 4, 5, 6 o'clock kickoff time. All right. So Westfield would switch to the, the 15th if things continue to go Correct. on the uh, on the – let's say, path that uh, currently both schools are taking. Correct. All right. And we move to October. Plymouth State is the homecoming game. Panthers on a homecoming day. Yeah, so we were, you know, we were playing them at homecoming just like they kind of played us in homecoming last year. So, uh, And to be honest, everyone's like, uh, you scheduled them for homecoming or Bridgewater scheduled you for homecoming. To be honest... I don't even know what our homecoming games are. It's the, these decisions are not like coaches sitting around a room saying, "Hey, let's play these guys in homecoming." <laughs> it really is a you get an email from someone saying, "Hey, your homecoming game this year is these guys," and you're like, "Okay, we'll play." You know, because you don't care who you play, when you play them, whatever. But uh, you know, us playing in Bridgewater homecoming, you know, that's when their administration decided they wanted homecoming, and just like ours, Plymouth State too. All right, and uh, it'll be a road game at Framingham. 
On the uh, 14th, that'll be a noontime affair on the road, followed by another home game and a Friday nighter. And, and that would make it two Friday nighters Correct. for the Wolves against Mass Maritime on the 20th. Yeah, and, you know, going going back to Framingham a little bit, and that's always a challenging place for us to play because they have a very challenging locker room situation. They've got a locker room the size of this room we're sitting in right now with one shower. You know, so it's uh, very challenging to play there. They give you the opportunity that they're nice about letting you travel five mi- five miles to their campus to shower there if you want to before and after. So super challenging place. And then then obviously we come back here and play Friday night, Mass Maritime at 7 o'clock. So really n- another challenging program there. You're going to be finishing up with two road games. Uh, the 28th, it will be a Saturday. That will be a 3 o'clock game at uh, Worcester State and then – November the 5th, a Saturday, at Fitchburg for a noontime affair. Yeah, and uh, two obviously always challenging. Worcester State, always always a competitive game. They can throw the ball over the place. And Fitchburg State, a rebuilding program, and I know they got a new head coach, and they're trying to get the ship righted over there. And, uh, you know, once again, we have nine games, and we can fit that last 10th game in either week 11 because uh, we have a bye week that last week of the season, or it could be week two, so we potentially could be playing one more game at home or away after that Fitchburg game, a non-conference game. Mm, all right. Well, the one thing I do have to ask before we run away from the uh, Wisconsin Football Podcast, and, uh, and, and trust me, not physically running away, right. just closing things out, folks. Um, now, last season could have gone in – Two different directions. When injuries started to hit, uh, things certainly could have gone south. And guys could have said, well, that's that. So-and-so's hurt. This guy's hurt. That guy's hurt. Boy, I was incredibly impressed with how Wolf players just stepped up and stepped up and stepped up. And again, finishing the season with a flourish, which leads me to sit back and say, uh, what another great building block to what these kids and your staff want to achieve. Yeah, without a question, you know, if you looked at our season last year, really one situation kind of was a make-or-break situation. We were sitting at 2-3, and three, and we haven't had a losing season since 2012, you know what I mean, and, and had some tough games coming up, and... Uh, we had to play at Plymouth State four hours and 20 minutes away for their homecoming at 1 o'clock kickoff. And uh, we couldn't find a hotel. Like, literally, we couldn't find a hotel. Uh, the closest we found was in Connecticut because they had some kind of foliage, the foliage stuff's going on. And it was a holiday weekend, and, and it was their homecoming. And, uh, like, the closest hotel literally was in Hartford. So we could have took a did a hotel in Hartford and driven three and three hours and 20 minutes. But we decided to day trip to Plymouth State because that was really our only choice. And we were two and three. We day tip, tripped up to Plymouth State. They were five and oh, we were two and three. And we beat them on their homecoming, you know, and that really turned our season right there that galvanized our guys. And really, uh, we went from being a, you know, a youngish team coming off COVID to really flipping to becoming a really veteran team that understands what it takes to win, and, and we won five game, our last five games, counting that game. So we're excited to head into this next season now. Yeah, and uh, as a result, uh, a bunch of kids ended up getting 
some conference honors and also throw into the mix that uh, some individuals have been getting noticed by the publications that uh, really focus on on D3 football. And that's all good. And it's it's all part of what happened because the the team took the right path when adversity faced them. You've got to be awfully proud of them. Yeah, really proud of them. Uh, I think we have a really strong, uh, starts with kind of our leadership council, like our veterans are really bought in and kind of understand what it takes to win at this level. And then that really trickles down to the young guys and, and always trying to do things the right way, whether it's how we travel or how we practice. So really excited heading into the season well, with the guys we got coming back. And I know we're going to have a good summer. All our guys are working hard this summer. They'll get organized on their own. Uh, they'll, do, they'll do some seven-on-sevens on their own this summer, some in Connecticut, a couple in New York, and stuff like that. So our guys are really focused on, on this upcoming season. And besides the football and besides the classroom, there's the community work that these uh, young men do and uh, really just a, a marvelous effort that they all f- put forth and can't wait. I can't wait until the regular season kicks in. You'll keep us posted as to whether or not there is that, that 10th game or not. You'll yeah, we'll us. post it right away. And yeah. We're anticipating, like I said, I've talked to a couple of schools. It's funny finding a non-conference game. Like there's actually a school in Arkansas called Lions College that has got they're switching from NAIA to Division Three, and they're trying to build a schedule for this year. And uh, they only have like seven games. And they said, well, we have week, you know, week 11's available. And they're like, uh, you know, we can come to your place, but you got to fly us in and pay for it. Like, <laughs> like I guarantee it, like a Division One school, it's like $25,000. And I'm like... I don't know if I got twenty five thousand dollars, you know, but there's definitely some some teams out there, and whether it's you know we'd play a local Division two school if we had to, we'll play whoever we got to play, uh, you know, to play this tenth game. So and there's still time to find a game, and uh, so we're you know turning over all rocks trying to find that game right now. You know, if they had week ten and week eleven open, they could just you know take a greyhound <laughs> exactly bring down the bring down the cost just a <laughs> exactly. just a little bit one thing i want to mention before we go because uh come september uh one of the biggest supporters of the football program and a gentleman who makes sure each and every week that uh during football season and all the athletic seasons that kids uh are in the running to get their their just due from conferences and periodicals, et cetera. Uh, Scott Ames will be leaving us. Yeah, you know, that's uh, Scott Ames, our sports information director and assistant athletic director, has been here since 1980-something, right? 1985 or four. Was he here with Coach Pasqualoni or just after? Uh, just uh, after. Okay, yeah, so late 80s, and uh, Scott's been here forever. Uh, does a great job. Going to be a huge uh, loss for the athletic department. Really big shoes to fill, fill really. Absolutely, and a uh, big tip of the cap for all he has done to help us along the way. We appreciate it. I want to thank Pooch behind the glass, Coach Loth, for joining us. We will have, I'm, I'm crossing my fingers and toes, many more uh, Westcon football podcasts yep. coming people's way. Coach has already been, you know, clicking here, clicking there, <laughs> looking for special guests to bring in, brought in a bunch for the athletic awards dinner, yeah. uh, some people who'd be great to talk to yeah. at, at some point in time. So we'll bring it all to you. Look forward to it. Make sure that you stay a part of this wolf pack. Mark Pasterna for Coach Loth, Pooch, the superstar, everybody here. 
Have a good one, everybody. The Westcon Football Podcast is a production of WCSU Media, engineered by Peter Puccio and produced by Scott Volpe. Listen and subscribe on Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and anywhere you get your podcasts. Please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us find new listeners. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at WCSU Podcasts, and feel free to reach out to us by email at podcasts at wcsu.edu. Thanks for listening.